You are now listening to the Divorce Diaries podcast with your host. Well, that's a secret. No names, ages, or any other identifying characteristics will be used as we protect the young and innocent. You'll be taken on a journey as one man considers getting a divorce or remaining married. The Divorce Diaries daily entries chronicle the decision-making processes in real time as they unfold day by day. He hopes to add a bit of clarity to his sometimes muddled mess of a marriage. Cheating, overspending, sex, sadness, and betrayal are the characteristics of this marriage. Is he making the right choice? Welcome to The Divorce Diaries. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link below in description. Now for today's episode. It is August 13th, 2020. Welcome to The Divorce Diaries. On this Thursday, hope you guys are doing okay. I'm all right. Feeling a little bit better today, but um, there are a few revelations that I came to. I think, I think, if she had the wherewithal, I think um, she would probably have her own podcast called The Divorce Diaries. I think that our minds are probably a little bit closer than I thought. It's been a lot of packages coming to the house because um, she's more of a compulsive buyer um, of things. It's always something. And it's just like, you know, like I've already told you guys financially, there hasn't been much contribution from her side to mine. But I mean, she's in the six figures now and still no con- no, no contributions um, financially, which is fine. Because like I said, I'm, I'm still definitely leaning strongly, heavily, pretty firmly toward divorce. She's just always said over the years, like our perspectives are so different. I agree with it I, I didn't before because I was and used to be of the mindset that um perspectives change and you know if I have a poor one it can change and it can become different and more positive I'm like if she has a poor perspective it can change um or our perspectives can somehow meet merge or they can be understood and articulated better and you know just whatever that's what that's what I thought um perspectives were and could be but she's always said things like that. I say, hey, I want to be a teammate. She said, well, I never told you that I wanted to be your teammate. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, you never did tell me you, were, you wanted to be my teammate. Even though there are vows that I've broke, that I've broken, she has not been wrong about anything that she says. And I'm like, you know, you really need to begin to listen to what people say, because people usually tell you exactly what they're going to do exactly what their intentions are. There was another time that she said, I don't know why you continue to harp on money. We're usually in that discussion and it's it's a, usually a debate. And I say, it's, it's not about the money. It's about the principle that you're earning money and you're not paying money. It's the principle. I, I could really give a shit about the money. It's that you are paying for vacations and lots of different clothes and all these different Amazon boxes come into the house and all of this, but you're just not... You're just not, I don't know. Why can't you give us a little? Got kids and and I've been saving money for them for years. Just automatic allotments out of my bank account. And they're just, they just dump into another account um, for them. 
for them and I keep it tallied up on a spreadsheet so I know how much money I'm saving for each child and because some are older than others when I started I I kind of have it staggered where like you know there may be hypothetically speaking let's say there's $38 a pay for one kid the oldest and then 22 for the other and 12 for the other I don't know but it's it's that those are not the numbers but um you know something like that I'm just my parents didn't didn't save anything for me and I just, I guess I watched a lot of movies and, you know, kids are like, hey, you know, how much do I have in my trust fund? And I'm like, geez, I don't, I don't freaking have the money to even hire a lawyer to, <laughs> to start a trust fund. Um, shit, I don't even know what it costs. I should probably look into that. But I mean, having trusts and protecting money and just having some there. And oh, I graduated and I got this and I went to a bar mitzvah and I'm like, wow, does this really happen? And a, wow. I, I, I can't believe that this is, this is amazing. And, and you've got this money and, and you can do something with it. And so I, whatever, I try to do that for my kids. So they, they know that there is something there for them. They don't know exactly how much, but you know, once they hit 18 or, um, 18 is not really when I'm going to do it, but Maybe once they hit 18 or when it's time for the car or they've got to pay off some debt or they get scholarships or something like that and don't need any of that. I'm like, hey, you know, I know it's not much, but I've been saving this since you were eight. Here you go. I don't know. Some help to start them out. But anyway, I'm like, hey, would you be willing to just, you know, throw 10 bucks in this account for them and, you know each kid so they can have a little something we could kind of take our resources combine them and get them something good no i don't feel that they need help in that way i don't want to help and support them in that way i didn't have that so giving them that i don't i don't think it would be good which is a fair perspective i'm not even upset at it but it's the energy that's behind it and the principle because i'm a big principle guy so the principle that I would like to make their life better. We live in America. It is a capitalistic, capitalistic society that is run on money. The U.S. American dollar. We have dollars. We have a little bit more than we need to live. We have saved. Can't we save for them so they can have something we didn't have? That is what I have a problem with that being rejected as something you're unwilling to do, especially without really giving more reasons than that. Yet I'm the more disciplinarian parent and, and she's the more permissive parent. And it's just kind of like, so really you won't even try. You won't even, it's just frustrating. So anyway, I did a bad thing and I read her diary. Um, not, not, not diary. It's, it's, it's not a diary. It's just a notebook, but, um, she's been jotting things down in a notebook. And, you know, when you're in this really bad place in your marriage, you're, you guys don't talk and, you know, only rooting through her stuff and her information. That was how I kind of found out that she was having an affair or at least got some sniffs past coach changed on the phone, phone face down, but lots of texts going on, but totally engaged in that. And that's, that's how I'm like, what's going on here? And I ended up looking into the phone records on the cell phone plan that we shared. And that's how I found out about her affair. And where recently she's like, you know, I'm just, she's talking about being out of debt and all of this. She's got so much debt, so much credit card debt and student loan debt, just typical irresponsible spending woman 
like what are you doing all this debt like what are you doing um but anyway when you have kids and stuff you know it's just kind of like look you're, you're supposed to be living for someone else first it was supposed to be me the husband i mean we we're supposed to kind of like hey let's put things together but instead i just kind of carried her along this entire time and now it really sucks knowing that maybe i was i used to think i was maybe carrying her along you know because she just made substantially less than i did and now she makes a whole hell of a lot more and she's still not paying anything still just the saddest person you know just upset you know weight up and down and always struggling with something it's just really really sucks so i actually think i'm about to have a visitor in here so let's open the door so I'm recording who's that hey honey still recording are you going back up okay see you in a bit write her diary and it says you know hey i'm just I think we'll still be together. You know, I I hope that we maybe can, but I feel like I'm just preparing for a life on my own. You guys are actually in my divorce diary with me right now. And I've told you that I have been unfaithful. I told you why. Forget which episode that was in, but you know, these are small seasons, short episodes. You can go back and listen. But she's just going to take the leg up that she's been given. And I don't think for a moment she thinks of it that way. I don't think for a moment she'll come back and she'll say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Wow, I can't believe that you took such good care of me for all of these years. Financially, I understand sometimes we guys can be dicks, but we never stop doing what we're doing. Some people may come into the relationship, then they get bigger. With a debt, they might pay it off. Some get more. Some people can't contribute as much, then they contribute a little bit more. Somehow the equity stake is somewhat traded or increased when you have more. When you have more, you do more. Knowing now that I married a person that when they do have more, they will not do more. When it was supposed to be us, she chose other people. It's just the way that it's been. She's been very honest and she's done whatever she wanted from the entire time. Oh, and the last thing about the money stuff. We were having a conversation about the contributions and I said, it's, I said, you're living your life as if your money is your money and my money is ours. And she's like, well, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to spend your money, but you do do whatever you want with your money. I'm like, I do whatever I want with my money after I take care of stuff for all of us. You do whatever you want with your money whenever you want and you don't even talk about it. That's why you are in the debt situation that you are in. You have so much of it, but you don't have to pay it off because you have someone else paying for your life and your bit like your mortgage, like someone else is paying for that. Um, and all your cars that you've had up until this point, like you've been married over 10 years and like you haven't paid for a single vehicle, which is not the worst thing. But I don't know why, why you don't look at it like you were taking more from me than you were putting in just financially. And if that's how you move financially, that might be why four to five to six dinners out of the week, I cook. Breakfasts, same thing. It's not like, hey, you know, honey, come down and eat. Food's ready. That's just me. I'm the food's ready person. Come come on, guys, come and wash up. That's me. After the same eight-hour day that you spent, it's just not equitable. That's what, it's never been equitable. But she never said it was going to be equitable. 
I just assumed that it would be. I assumed that it should be. I assumed that other people think like me, and that is my narcissism. No one thinks like me. No one thinks like you. So don't expect them to. And even if someone did think like you, you may not be thinking the right way. I think that's why I've had so many rude awakenings with my wife, because I guess I just, I refuse to really look at how things were, what they were for what they were. I just didn't really look at it like that. And she was trying to tell me like, whatever, you know, I want to discipline a kid this way. She's like, I think you're being too hard on him. It's like, I didn't, I didn't spank him or anything. I didn't do any of that. What, what do you mean? I just think it's too harsh. It's like at its most basic principle, I want to do this. And what you're saying is, hey, you're not saying anything like you should probably, I would recommend you do this in this situation. It's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Wow. Okay. Well, what would you do? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying like that what you did was harsh. Okay. Understood. Pill swallowed. I've taken my medicine. So what do you suggest in that situation? Well, I don't want to, I just wouldn't do that. And I mean, I think it was okay. I don't even think it was that big a deal. It's like, okay. So you found a way to in 10 different ways to tell me. I'm sorry, guys, this is just a rant. Um, Back to her journal thing, notebook entry. I just think I'm preparing for a life of of my own. It's like, man, I've never had that. I'm just, I've just been taking care of you and others. I really should maybe think about preparing for a life of my own. That's what she's thinking. She's just going to move on. It's not really going to be that big a deal. Like, ah, I was in a bad marriage. Uh, you know, typical controlling guy, you know, whatever the can statement is that most women say when they file for divorce and no one says to them like, wow, like, did he support you financially? Yeah, he was paying for everything. Okay. Was, was he controlling? Well, that's what made him feel like he could control me. Really? Like, did he hit you? Well, no, he didn't get hit. No, well, nothing physical, but I mean, just verbal abuse. What? I mean, it's like trying to control my spending and my purchases, like because he was, he himself was depriving himself because he was saving money and paying for vacations. So you guys could go places you wanted or getting that couch or little set of end tables that you wanted that he really didn't have the money for, but was, and, and he was upset that you spent like obviously 400 bucks on stuff at Amazon and the tables were 200. You guys could have went half if you just kind of didn't buy the 18th t-shirt that you didn't need or the fifth black skirt or something like that. It's just. It's unfortunate that you're looking at things this way and everyone will just cheer for you. Like, yeah, you had to liberate yourself. You had to get away from that big, bad, horrible man that took care of you for that whole time. You have to get away from him. He's so bad. It's just not equitable. <sighs> Why well, stay married? I mean, it's like every one of these just becomes this, this thing that just further reinforces. Like, what are you doing? If I have comments open anywhere, if I've found a way to publicly allow you guys to weigh in where I can hear you or see you in comments or something like that, I really want you guys to leave a comment. Let me know. I really want to know what you think. Am I being a bitch about this whole thing? Where do I get off? What am I talking about? Why am I tripping? She sounds like a good girl. No, it sounds like you should go. You know, when you're torn with something, that's why you... Reach out and ask some other people, like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. What the hell should I do here? Anyway, I love you guys very much. Because you guys have been patient. You dealt with me this whole time. This is cool. I'm glad we're doing it together. It's Divorce Diaries Podcast, August 13th, 2020. Talk soon. Wow. That was the Divorce Diaries Podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. 
The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully, these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.